Hello and welcome to another episode of the House Life Podcast, where I talk about myself. Yeah, just myself. So it's been around two months, I guess. Um, I haven't really been able to record like an episode for like the past two months because I've been busy with tests, with assignments, and yeah, it's uh not very fun. But uh, I'm done for that now. Um, I am again going to uh talk a lot about my driving experience, especially like the circuit part, because I feel like like the rest of the stuff I already know. But um, I have been into the circuit, the CDC circuit, around two times, two times. So the next uh week. Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday will be my last three lessons before I go for the practical test on Friday. So it's a lot. It's a lot like going on, but um, I want to do an episode before I go through those intensive sessions and then talk about my experience first. Then after I get my hopefully, please pray, hope I get my license. Then I'll talk about my experience during the practical test. I'll talk about you no. Know, what I'm gonna do and know my plans for like driving and stuff like that, but um, this episode I'm just going to you know go through some random topics first, and then we'll just talk a bit about you know my actual lesson, um, and my final, final few lessons uh, that are coming up ahead. So just some random topics next section. Um. I don't really have a lot left because I, I, as I mentioned, like previous episodes, I've used up a lot of my topics, so I really had to just come up with it. But um, let's see. So I have a topic: road safety park. Okay, so the first topic is road safety park. So very in line with no driving stuff. Um, I. I can't say I like what traffic, but I like order, right?、Uh, I'm 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 a fan of structured stuff, right? Where there is order, where everyone has a part to play, and everyone is working together to ensure that you know everything goes out smoothly. And I like that. You know, I like to have something that can depend on that's not like volatile, right? Obviously, I, I cannot depend on like stupid drivers, lah, because that that's gonna happen everywhere. And I can't predict that, but、um, I think it's important to have structure. And like road safety park is all about teaching you the perspectives of everyone on the road, right? Whether it be cyclists, pedestrians,、uh, drivers, it's important lah to know all the perspectives and to take note of everything, right? So I was really, really excited to go to the road safety park. So if You're not sure what that is.、Um, I'll just briefly explain it. It's basically this park where、um, I went to in primary four, I think. That basically just teaches you about、uh, road safety. You know、uh, how to cross pedestrian the, 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 the what's that called zebra crossings.、Um, what to look out for as a pedestrian.、Um, you know if you're a driver, right? So the driver simulates like driving in a go kart. Like you know, stop before the line. Let people cross first. No pedestrians and stuff, stuff like that, lah. So, so it it was really fun, 
right? Uh, I had a lot of fun there, and I feel like it, it kind of, I guess, sparked my interest in not only driving per se, but like just the whole road safety, just the just traffic, right? How traffic works, and it's quite intriguing, lah, to see that you know everyone in the road, like like just just imagine yourself at a traffic light junction, okay? You have like a traffic light, red, green. And orange, right, for the the drivers, and then you have like a green crossing, green man for you no know, pedestrians. What is stopping people from just running over you? Like like as 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 weird as it sounds, what is stopping people from just pressing accelerator and just crushing you? Like isn't that scary to think about? Like everyone. Is kind of like just holding back and not, and not doing that, like like like, it's kind of like what's it called intrusive thoughts, right? Like what if, if I'm the road, right? If I'm on the road, I'm a driver. Right? What if I just release my brake and the car starts moving? And I cannot control it, and then I hit someone, right? Like that possibility is very real. Where like you know, there's some sometimes like you have brake faults, right? But it's not something that. I guess I want to think about. Um, I do feel like everyone is kind of obeying the rules, and it's kind of cool, you know, to see that everyone is kind of conforming to the same thing and you know, working towards the same thing. I mean, that's why I like that structure, right? But um, I guess I just want to talk about this topic because it's kind of fun for me. Um, if I was given an opportunity to like you know go back again as an adult, I would. I really would. Like you really simulate the whole environment with like so many people and yeah it, it was pretty fun I, I wish that you know more people can get to enjoy it and you know enjoy more times honestly like yeah that was a really fun experience i mean i mean okay i don't have really have a topic about about this but primary school i can tell you i had a lot a lot of excursions learning journeys going overseas like going to museums and stuff like that and i feel like those experiences are very crucial that shaped who I am now in terms of, you know, applying skills, right? Like navigation skills, applying, you know, critical thinking in a real life setting, right? When you go into a learning journey. So I, um, in my primary school, there's this called, thing called NE Trail. If I'm not, it's National Education Trail. So I participated in it like one or two times. And like, it, it's kind of like going around a location, for example, Changi Airport, right? So you go around Changi Airport and you think and you like go to different stations and you solve some challenges, right? So so it kind of, it, it was really fun in that sense that I get to explore Changi Airport. Obviously, that that's really cool. I think I mentioned before I liked aviation stuff. Um, maybe not as much last time, but um, Changi Airport itself is a really cool place. So like it was really fun uh, being there. I think I went there again in like primary six or something. It's like a after PSLE, then you know, just have fun those kind of days, right? Or Children's Day, one of it. I'm not very sure, but it was like like there were a lot of these instances where we went on learning journeys, um, not just in Singapore but also like going overseas as well. So I went to Moar and Malacca, those two Malaysian cities, and it was really really fun. So in Moar, it was just like a one day thing, right? So you basically just come in during the day and then you leave at night and then go back home right but Malacca it was I think it was like 
two day one night or three day two night. Uh, it was fun because it was the first time that I was really overseas with my friends, not in my family. And I never really, like, how to say, I've never experienced that before. And I really enjoy, like, you know, we, we had, like, pillow fights, right, in the room. It was just, like, two or three guys sleeping together. And it was, like, super fun, chaotic. And um, other than that, I, I have had other learning journeys. Like, I think I talked about going to Xi'an as well, right, in China. And, yeah, I mean, all these experiences, I feel like it really shaped who I am because I got to explore all these different places with my friends, my classmates, and you know, not not in a leisure sense, but more so in like an educational sense. And I feel like it, it's really important. Uh. Like I, I'm, I really pity the people who are, especially like younger children who are you know in primary school and they miss out all these opportunities to explore as you know, as a class going out to learning journeys physically, right? Because it's it's a really different experience. You don't really get to do or interact with stuff a lot um, at home, virtually, right? And sitting on the bus together and going to like a particular location, that itself is cool. It's really, really cool, I feel. Um, with that, I do have a story that uh, happened during one of these like learning journeys, right? So I basically... Um, let's say I sang in the bus I sang a song that I really really enjoyed last time um, the song name is Tonghua I'm not sure that I shared this story before but basically um, while I was singing it I was thinking of the girl that I liked right and uh, just a, a crush uh, that I had for like many many years not many many years as in like one to primary one to primary six but like Maybe around three, four years, right? Like this person for a really long time. And I sang like the the chorus or something. The whole bus was basically quiet. And I can tell you my entire face felt hot and red. After that, like I I felt like cold at the same time. I was a bit like shivering. It was a surreal experience, like singing in front of my class, like in a personal setting, right? Like I've performed before. Right, with a choir in front of like a large audience, but singing alone, where there's where everyone's just paying attention to you and watching you, right? It's it's like yeah, but yeah, I mean in the bus, it's always like a really good time. Um, I can share some bus experiences. Um, I have, like, like I said, you no, know, been to a lot of learning journeys, excursions in the bus with my classmates, and a lot of the times, um. I think in primary school, you didn't really get to, like, use your phone, right? Because uh, my primary school didn't really allow us to use a phone. Ah. So we what we did was, like, we liked to sing songs at the back of the class or, like, play some games, right? Like, not, not like, phone games, but, like, you know, ta, chopsticks, stuff like that to just pass the time, right? But, you know, as we evolved going to secondary school where you can use your phone, right? Then, you no, know, we started to play games. So, so, um... Uh, I think previously I mentioned my, my class, right? My secondary one and two class. Um, there are very little boys. So we were like really banded together. Lah. And I remember one of the times when we went on an excursion, right? And we basically just played like, I think Clash Royale together or something. Or play like um some games together. Lah. And it was really fun, right? You're you in a space together for a long time. Like, you cannot really like do anything else, right? It's a bus. Right? What else can you do? And yeah, I mean, I managed to, I have a lot of these memories, uh, like stories, experiences of just 
times in a bus. Very random, but yeah. Um, I do have other stories, I guess. Like okay, so so another bus experience. Um, when I was going on my overseas service learning in secondary three, I actually there was a period of a long period of time lah, like between the airport and like the village side, right? I had to, you know, it was a long bus journey. So, um, I think for the experience, I'm not sure I talked about it before. I keep saying all this stuff, right? When I'm not sure I talked about it before, but basically, uh, during the bus journey, we just rehearsed our songs, performance. Then you know, we I I was like, excited lah, you know, to be in a new country, um, with my secondary school friends, right? Secondary school, uh team because i have never already been overseas with uh, secondary school friends before only primary school friends right but uh, that day was my first time so i was excited you know i took like photos took videos post on like no i couldn't really post actually yeah there's no like wi-fi or data or what so i couldn't really post that i remember you know uh during because because the, the whole bus ride is like pretty long around two two three hours so like during uh, the break times, right? We might stop at like a Seven Eleven, and then we we all just like bought some tidbits, ah, like they they just allow us to buy some tidbits, buy like you know snacks for us to bring to to the village, and yeah, it was pretty fun. Um, I had a lot of fun during that, especially at like, the whole bus ride. Like, like like it's just even even airplane ride, right? I think I thought about this before. Um, we, we I didn't really play games. I think just like talk. I don't know, I don't remember what we did, but nothing much. Uh, it's really nothing much. But uh, yeah, that is my... Well, we went from road safety part to this, but that's that. Um, Next one. Okay, so this one, like, I think I can click bit a bit because uh, I'm going to talk about something that I feel I didn't really cover in my previous stories um, about my breakup. Right, about my previous relationship I, I, it's just a bit farming farming views or farming lessons at this point but um, I mean there's something that I want to talk about lah. like you know what did I learn from it how did I go from it um, yeah so it's been let's see one one and a half year not one and a half year one one year and like two months right because it ended in December 2020 and I've had a lot of time to think about myself I've had a lot of time to think about what went wrong who was like in the right who's in the wrong and like you know this kind of stuff like i kind of kept thinking about it for like the first maybe six six seven months uh it was not easy to get rid of those thoughts that you know you were the cause of the failure right and i think through this whole thing the most important thing that i learned was just be be happy right Right, that's the whole point of being in a relationship, right? You want to share happy moments with someone else, right? Or you want a company of someone else. And I think that I was not happy. I can say that I was kind of half assing it, right? Like I was in that relationship, but I was not really like I guess I feel fully I don't really feel fully committed to it, you know? And I had hesitation lah. And I don't want to hold on to that person for such a long time when I am not sure about it, right? And that's why I suggested, you know, maybe you should take a break. Let me just reassess everything first 
and think like, am I, am I committed to this? Is this what I'm looking for? And like, do I see a future of this person, right? Because I, I, I'm not someone who likes to date for the fun of it, for the sake of it, right? Like for me, I date because I think, I, I'm thinking long term. I'm thinking to like marriage and kids and like, you know, how we're going to sustain the relationship, right? I think in that case, uh, and I feel like maybe we just didn't really match well. Um, that he So that person had a friend and that friend basically told me like, oh, this is just a case of, you know, right person, wrong time. Uh, I don't think so, honestly. Uh, I don't really think that she, she was the right person for me. Uh, she was just, yeah, I, I don't want to talk more about her, but I just want to talk more about myself, right? What did I learn from this? So I kind of learned how to be, ha- like, like, just make sure that whatever I'm doing in a relationship, right? It, the most important thing is that I'm happy, right? If I'm sacrificing for someone for someone else, I'm happy to do so because I want to do so, right? I'm not doing so because I'm forced to, because I have to to make her happy. I want to do so because I feel like by sacrificing myself, we are making a path for each other together, right? But yeah, that's the main thing. Um, some of the things I learned, you know, the term emotional manipulation, uh, that's something that I feel like happened to me, lah, right? Whether or not um, that person wants to admit it or not. But it happened to me. And I do feel like I I was questioning myself a lot, you know, after the, the first, during the first six, seven months of the, the, the breakup, right? Like, I really questioned, lah, was it my fault for, like, even raising to say, like, hey, maybe you should take a break? Like, was it my fault to even do that? And, you know, sometimes I'm, I'm also thinking, if I didn't do that, where would we be right now, right? Where would we be? Where would I be? Where would the circle that I'm in be? And how that whole thing would change, right? And I honestly, after a while, after, okay, not a while, it's a really long while, but after that period of time, I, I just stopped thinking about it because I kind of accepted already that this has happened, right? It's important to analyze like back, right? What? Did I do wrong? What could I have done better? I think that's important. I'm not saying it's not important, but it's important to keep track of what I want and what they want, right? I think if we lose track of that, right, and we just keep going into, you know, I didn't get what I want and that's why I left or she didn't get what she wanted, that's why she dumped me or I dumped her. Like, let's not go into that, but, you know, we should be looking at what we ourselves want in the future and not comparing like whether our we were satisfied during this, right? Because I feel like obviously like companionship, that's something that um, I like. And I I realized lah, like after, after this relationship that I, I want someone who has, who shares the same sense of humor as me or is able to accept my sense of humor at the very least right because that person was really sensitive and you know like i didn't feel happy uh, around that person because like, i feel like i have to be safe 
and just like you know skip around that person and I realized that I want someone who has the same vision as me or who views the same the relationship the same way as me right because I'm, I'm looking at it long term I'm looking at it like how like what differences do we have and how are we going to solve it to make sure that you know we're able to last right that that's how I view the relationship but someone else might not view it that way and I accept that I accept that other people might not feel that way but then you're not the person I'm looking for because that's what I'm trying to build and that's the whole reason why I'm here in the first place right and again it goes back to the main point I want to be happy that's the whole point I want to be happy through the good times and the bad times right and if I'm just not happy, then what's the point, right? I don't know what's the point if I don't enjoy being with this person because of all the yada yada other things, right? So that's, those are the, that's the main stuff that I've learned, you know, and I feel like I'm not really looking for a relationship. I've never really been looking for a relationship. I've had people in mind that I'm like, oh, I mean, wouldn't be, wouldn't hurt you know date this person i've had like crushes i have people i like for like long term um i I still have someone in mind but i'm not looking to like oh ask that person hey do you want to date me right like if it comes it comes you know i don't like to push people into a situation and force them to say yes i want to be with you no i don't want to be with you i've learned my lesson right I don't want to pressure people, right? If it happens, it happens. You know, if that person doesn't see a future with me, I respect that because I want everyone to be happy, right? I want them to be happy. I want to make sure that I don't trap them in this relationship or whatever, right? So, you know, I'm not looking to be in a relationship, but um, I guess I'm open. I'm open to whatever comes my way. Let's say that. Okay, so those are the few, the two topics essentially. I mean, I really like went above and beyond them, but um, those are the stuff that I want to talk about. It's random stuff, but maybe let's go into the driving section now. This new section, driving section. Honestly, I don't know. I don't even know why I'm doing this podcast anymore. Honestly, um, it's all getting hazy. But I'll just share my whole driving experience up to this point. And you know, talk about the circuit, talk about the upcoming lessons and the test, right? So, I basically, I'm basically done with all of the like road stuff, right? Driving on the main road stuff, right? I've learned all the stuff that I need to learn. Honestly, right now, I just need to practice and make sure that I train my brain to remember. And yeah, those stuff I feel like I'm able to do it lah. You know, just cause I've practiced it like for ten lessons now, ten hours already, right? Then I also f- completed my first two circuit lessons. Basically, if you are not sure what a uh, driving circuit is, uh, there'll be many different stations, right? There's crank course, there's S course, there is directional change, there's uh, reaction response, there's slope, there is obviously your reverse parking, your parallel parking, and if I'm not wrong, that should be it. Yeah, so basically, I I everyone has to go through that lah. Uh, you have to um 
go through the circuit part, which is around like basically, I guess 70%, right? 70% done, right? Then the other 30% will just be going on the road, testing you to do U-turn, uh, left turn, right turn, looking for traffic, looking for traffic, then you know, looking at road markings and stuff like that. So everything else is like, like okay already. I'm okay with it. Right now it's just a circuit part. So in this in this driving circuit, right, um, crank course is basically like a 90 degree. So imagine like you go straight, then 90 degree you go left, then 90 degree you turn right again. So that one, like it has its own techniques, right, for you to do it. Then S course is about judgment, right? It's literally the course is just an S, right? Just imagine an S. That, that's how it looks like. Lah. Then um, you also have the directional change. Basically, imagine like a sideways T, right? A sideways T, horizontal T, right? You go in straight, reverse and do like a reverse parking, and you go out the other direction from where you came from, basically. So that's directional change. Then reaction response is basically similar to directional change, but it's tighter. And basically like, what, what will happen is there will be like a ramp in front. So so imagine that same horizontal T-shape, right? But at the end of the top of the T, right? Where you go in, there's like a, a I guess you can say like a curb in front. Right? So there's a curb in front. You have to accelerate enough to mount the curb and immediately press, like depress the brake pedal like immediately. So after you mount that curb, Depress the brake pedal. It's just to test your reaction, like essentially. Then you reverse, go up on that that curb again. Then you immediately depress once you are off the curb, right? Then you do similar to directional change. You reverse into like something like a parallel parking, and then you do the same thing. You reverse, go onto that curb. Then you stop. Then you accelerate out onto over the curb again then you go out on the left so that's that's that then there's slope so slope is very self-explanatory right you go up a slope you stop at like nearer near to like the highest point of the slope it's not like a very like high slope by the way it's maybe around like one and a half car height around there lah, I think if I'm not wrong uh, at most two then you basically just go up and then you'll stop before a line at the top. And then put your handbrake. And then after that, you'll just continue on. Then there'll be a downward slope, right? So up slope, then down slope. Then you have to control uh, whether you need to keep left, signal left, check all the blind spots and stuff like that. So that's slope. Then of course, you have the normal stuff, the reverse and parallel parking. Um, I feel like I'm confident enough now to do reverse and parallel parking. But obviously, I still need practice. Uh, like you need to remember... So the problem with this circuit, right, is not every station of the same type is the same, right? For example, parallel parking at this particular place, maybe at the furthest end, might be different from parallel parking in the middle, might be different from parallel parking at another side of the station, like at a whole different side of the circuit. It's the same parallel parking, but maybe it's tighter, right? Maybe there's lesser space for you to turn, then you have to remember. Right, so it's 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 annoying lah, right? But it it basically forces you to learn all the different parts of the circuit and learn how to you know make sure that you maneuver properly and remember you know are you supposed to cover 
the whole cone? Are you supposed to cover the white part? Um, are you supposed to, you know, make it tighter? Like do do the tighter turn or what? Right. So so it's it's very it requires a lot of practice, lah. Right. I feel like so so we're just talking about the lesson itself, right? So the first lesson, so first circuit lesson, I took about two weeks ago, um, and it was scary. It was really scary. Um, I didn't learn parallel parking before going to the circuit, which is actually not what's supposed to happen. Like you're supposed to learn reverse and parallel parking, like a public car park first before you actually go into the circuit. But my instructor just I don't know forgot about it or something, because I I I didn't tell him or like remind him because I didn't know that you're supposed to learn parallel parking outside. Right, I thought maybe there's no parallel parking lots that are available for like learning. So, yeah, I that was going to the circuit. It was my first time learning parallel parking, and then you the worst thing is it was raining, and it's not like super heavy rain, but it was like a decent rain. So it's not it's not fun lah. It's not fun, and I had to learn all the turning points, and of course reverse parking as well. All the turning points, um. Yeah, or uh, what is it called? What's the other term for reverse parking? Uh, I don't know. Basically, it's the one where you do something like a directional change, uh, like a like a T. Imagine like the top of the T is a straight road, then the 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 horror, the vertical line is the the parking lot, right? That's reverse parking. So yeah, I mean that's that's basically the circuit lah. Then you have to remember. Uh, how to do your e-brake, right? I haven't learned this yet. I haven't like he haven't tested on me or haven't like teach me how to do. But I've done my own research, uh, right? Where you have to make sure that when you're on a stretch of like straight road, right, be prepared for him to just slam the dashboard and then you have to immediately brake, right? Don't need to check anything. Just immediately brake like this to simulate an emergency situation, right? So yeah, that's that. Um, the whole the whole first lesson like. I was new to everything, right? Even though I've researched on it, watched videos on it, and you no know, read like, uh, posts, read like Reddit stuff, I still struggled a bit. Um, going into okay, so so one example, one example of how I struggled. Um, so just now I mentioned that the current course is like a ninety degree, right? Ninety degree left and ninety degree right again. So you need to like have a lot of control, right? So I kind of went in really fast, like not really fast as in like really really fast, but like like a a decent amount of speed over what I'm supposed to be at, right? And then I I kind of like turned late, and then the instructor was like, "Oh, see how you see how you never leave enough space there. Huh? You almost hit a huh? hit a curve, huh? and that's bad lah. Obviously, you don't want to hit a curve. You hit a curve, right? It's ten demerit points in actual practical tests, and you can only hit 18 demerit points after that you're done you fail already right so it's a significant amount of like threshold and yeah it's it's you don't want to do that ever right so you want to make sure that you, you go into the current course very very slowly and really turn at the right time and so so after the first bend right he said oh you went too close huh? I went to the next turn and I again I forgot to just slow down before I turn. And I mount the curb, right? The car went on top of the curb. Like 
I think that is he didn't really like break or stop me because I think it's very important to feel how it's like to mount the curb so that you know um, like what this is what you want to avoid right and you know that feeling that fear right and that's very important in, in learning driving like, I feel to experience the wrong things like what you shouldn't do to make sure that you don't do it again right which is similar to what you know the previous driving clip like, that I did Right, where I actually went flying on the hump, right, which is really bad. So yeah, that that's an interesting story of how I struggled. But yeah, it was a lot of instructions because it was my first time in the in the circuit, and there were a lot of instructions of how to do every single station, right, and it, it required me to to really just practice a lot lah. So I've only been in there for like two hours, two lessons, right, and I have three more lessons coming up. So I think next three lessons is really just to reinforce everything I've learned and make sure that by the end of the last lesson, he does not have to tell me, "You need to mount ah, you need to check ah, ah here don't move ah, turn ah." Like by the end of that lesson, the last lesson, I shouldn't need to hear any of this from him. Like I should remember and memorize all of this already, because if I don't write, then I'm screwed, right? And yeah, like I really hope I don't screw up in the practical test, because. I've really like put a lot of my heart and soul into this. Um, I feel like I'm a decent driver, right? Like before I even started learning driving, but I f- I still feel so incompetent, right? But I I'm able to drive on like real roads, but it's just parking is a bit of a mess for me because I really need to practice on real roads, uh, Because if you practice in the circuit, right, it's a different kind of I guess instruction. Right, cause you don't really see everything. You don't really see, like the black white markings on the parking lots in real life. Right, sometimes you just see lines on the floor, so it's not, it's not realistic in the sense to learn parking in the circuit, especially parallel parking. Right, I, I will legit die in parallel parking in real life, cause it's not easy, lah. It's really not easy, and you need to make sure that you don't screw up the turning points, like at all. So yeah. That's something that I have to make sure that I don't suffer, lah. But um, another thing, let's see what else. I mean, that's about it, lor. I just really hope that I don't fail my practical test, lor. But I have like done a lot of research into what happens after if if I pass. If I pass, I pray I pass, right? Like I have researched on car sharing, car rental. Right, I think previously at the very start of learning driving, right, probably like September after I passed my BTT, when I started to get lessons, right, really, I just wanted to, like, start driving almost immediately, cause I researched on all of these like car sharing, car rental is like you rent for a whole day, right? You rent at a company, pay your deposit, and you rent for an entire whole day and return during the you know, working hours. Of the company, right in the CBD area, but car sharing, it's like there will be multiple cars or many, like hundreds, thousands of cars scattered uh, across Singapore in your HDB multi-story car parks, in your open-air car parks, that you no know, you can rent for like maybe one hour, two hour, five hour, six hour, right? It's flexible, right? And there are some options that I found that B plate or new drivers can use. For example, Tribe Car. Or what I think the correct pronunciation is Tribeca. Then you have Carlite as well, 
And get go is like a new contender, but theirs is you need to have at least one year of driving experience. So I think that's something that I might switch to because it's more convenient. Even though like it's like I won't call it ugly, but it's a big promotional banner on the side of the car that right? says get go like on both sides of the car. Whereas like you know, you don't get to see that in car light, right? I feel like car light the problem is that I, I have done a lot of research, right, through YouTube, through reading reviews on their Facebook page. But the thing that I struggle with the most is to find content for car light. Like, people who maybe do content creation, that maybe use their service and give a review, right? Almost no one do car light review. Because they really, they don't have that publicity department, I feel. Right, they they never really promote. I don't see them on Instagram. They I think they have an account, but it's like two followers and one following, and that one following is Instagram. So like, I I just never really see a lot of publicity material from them, uh. and I feel like that's how they keep their prices low by not investing in publicity side, but investing in the cars and stuff. You know, maintenance, right, ensuring a good customer service instead of publicity, right. And I feel like I hope they keep it that way because. It's like a hidden gem like that I know. But now y'all know also. But uh, yeah, I think that's basically it for this episode. Um, I'm looking forward to my next few driving lessons and the practical test that's happening in a few days. But uh, yeah, hope you've enjoyed this episode. Thank you and see you next week or next month. Yeah, bye-bye.